Welcome back to 100 Years 100 Movies The Revenge. Today we're going to be talking about one of the most iconic franchises of all time, and that is the Rocky series. Um, there are six main Rocky movies plus two spin-off movies. Those are the ones about Adonis Creed. Um, Rocky is a franchise that I think is really indicative of um, Sylvester Stallone's work. Now, I haven't really talked about many Stallone movies, probably I've mentioned some here and there, but aside from Rocky, I don't think I've really talked about any. And that's not a failing of Stallone. Um, I just grew up a bigger fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I am much more uh, familiar with his movies, but I love the Rocky movies. Rambo, not so much. I think um, a lot of people really enjoy Rambo. I've never really gotten the appeal. I think um, there's just I don't know. I, I just never really understood it. I, I could get why people like them. It's just, it just hasn't really been for me. Even the more recent super bloody ones, I'm just like, eh, I guess. Um, but Rocky has always spoken to me to the point where Rocky literally ruined real boxing for me. Well, that and pro wrestling. But um, I grew up watching Rocky movies, and so I thought that like boxing was like super theatrical, and there was like cuts and. Um, there was all this emotion and not to say that there isn't emotion in boxing but it, it isn't just like haymakers left and right trying to knock a guy down and another guy beat to shit not falling down like that isn't most boxing matches and there, there's a, a whole lot more psychology in a boxing match than what's seen in a rocky movie but for the longest time I, that's that's what i thought boxing was um but like i said i mean rocky is a franchise that i grew up with like i remember these movies um especially the first four, like always being on TV um, and just being readily available and just kind of like, uh, I remember like Channel 5 here in Southern California would just have like Rocky Week, like um, every few months. And so then you just like sit down and watch like all the Rocky movies. Um, and I, I am going to rank these because um, there's not that many. Like I said, there's only eight overall movies and and two that are quote unquote in development, but I, I don't really, I think one's a bit more in development than the other. Um, but of the eight official Rocky movies. My absolute favorite is Rocky 3. I, I don't, I know for a fact it's not the best one. It's just my absolute favorite. Um, followed by Rocky, which I think is the best of the series. Then Creed, um, Rocky Balboa, Rocky 4, Creed 2, Rocky 2, and Rocky 5. Rocky 5, um, it's a noble failure. It, um, <laughs> it, I think it tries to recapture something and in, in so doing, it, it just, falls flat on its face, unfortunately. Um, Rocky is a franchise that, in a way, mirrors um, Sylvester Stallone's, like, his life story and his career. Um, I mean, famously, in 1976, when he was shopping around the, the Rocky script, um, there was no takers, and eventually there was, um, but they wanted somebody else to play um, Stallone's character, and he refused. Like, he would only um, sell the movie if he was able to star in it as Rocky, because I think um, he wrote the script, so I, I'm, I'm guessing he put a lot of himself into that character, or at least um, it was a character that he knew that he could really bring to life, and that something that he could really... Um, that he'd really be able to embody. And, and you know what? He was right. Um, Rocky is this wonderful um, small movie that has such a small focus where it's really crazy considering where these movies go, how small it, it started, um, which I talked about before. And, you know, Rocky's a story of Rocky Balboa, who is a small-time boxer who moonlights as an enforcer for the local mob and um, he's given this chance picked out of the blue to as a uh, replacement fighter against um, 
Apollo Creed, who is the um, world heavyweight champ played by Carl Weathers. Um, Carl Weathers is just great in this movie, as I've mentioned before. And we also introduce like the other main characters in this series, which are um, Adrian, played by Talia Shire, and um, Polly, played by Burt Young, as well as Mickey, played by Burgess Meredith, who's around for a couple more movies. Um, and this, like I said, is this is really small, contained drama. It's beautiful. Like, this is just some of the best um, examples of work from the 1970s. And, and there's a lot of hokey shit in there, too, which I think adds to some of its charm. Um, but this movie is really great. It's um, It started off... I, 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 the movie itself was such an underdog story to the point that, um, like you it's schmaltzy like like unabashedly so but it, it somehow works and i think a lot of it has to do with with stallone and the other main actors that are just doing this phenomenal job of portraying these slice of life characters and just really being able to um to present them and and rocky starts off with such a strong foundation that i think it part of the reason that um well i mean i know that's why it resonated with people but also that strong foundation i think is what led it to um be able to weather um the highs and the lows of the franchise to come so rocky ended up being this massive hit and ended up um winning an academy award for best picture and and just being beloved by people and you know a stone it started kickstarted his career who went off to do a couple of other things but he came back to rocky in 1979 with rocky 2 which um in a way is like the more realistic version of what what actually happened to a guy who tried to go up against the champ um and a guy who gets a little bit of fame and who squanders it um this is the movie where i think like rocky isn't the smartest guy but rocky 2 really paints him as a complete fucking idiot <laughs> like it's he i don't know if it's just him not realizing what he's doing or um the little bit of fame that he has going to his head or what it is but he can't fucking do anything and i mean yes obviously he got the shit kicked that like you know the um shit punched out of him in the first movie and to the point where he can't see out of one eye but some of the decisions he makes I, like when he is um trying to do a tv commercial and can't even like read his lines i'm like okay rocky wasn't that necessarily that dumb in the first movie but um what i mean by this is a bit more realistic is like yeah if a guy went up <laughs> if a guy got knocked around for 12 rounds um with a world heavyweight champion uh yeah he'd probably be a little punch after a little punchy afterwards and he probably wouldn't be able to um function um as as well as he did before and probably wouldn't be the most capable person to go back into the ring and fight once again but of course this is a movie so um he can right you now rocky convinces um um, Mickey to help him to retrain and to ha have a rematch with uh, with Apollo because Apollo keeps goading him into the into a rematch because he was basically embarrassed because some nobody was able to hang with him. Um, like I said, this movie it's all right. It's um, it's one of those movies where I've never really like want like liked it, and I think it's because um, the two movies that I grew up on are the next two sequels where Rocky is basically invincible, and to see him at such a low and to see him. Um, as such an idiot um it unfortunately it just doesn't i don't i don't enjoy it as much and i think that's the thing about rocky i think um i feel like the movies that are more successful at least the movies for me that are more successful are the ones that show rocky overcoming at least um being able to hold his head high and have pride in what he did because it's not like he won in that first movie he lost but 
he was able to hang with the champ and he was able to make it through that through that fight proving all the naysayers wrong and you know hey, um being able to, to step out with his head held high and rocky too just treats him like a punching bag for so long until we get to the rematch and rocky wins he's able to beat the uh, 10 count before apollo and he becomes the world heavyweight champion of the the world heavyweight champion of the world i was about to say um and once again you know lester stallone even though this movie i don't think is as good it was still a huge hit and stallone went off to do you know some other movies and then he came back in 1982 with rocky 3 which is my favorite of these movies i don't think this is a actually a very good movie but i just love it like this is the stallone movie that i grew up with this is the rocky movie that i would watch all the time and i love this movie um so in this movie we find rocky Balboa at the top of the world he's the world heavyweight champ he um has beaten all his all the contenders and there's no one that can that can come close to beating him and in walks in mr t mr t who is very much a 1980s icon and someone whose appeal it's really difficult to <laughs> to um explain outside of the 80s i mean he was ba baracus on the a-team and he just looked cool as shit at the time I mean, this guy there was this this guy with a mohawk and all these chains and cut to shit and who just talked like the toughest motherfucker around you know um but just as great and i think just part as much of the reason that this movie appealed to me is before we we have mr t we have motherfucking hulk hogan show up in this movie as thunderlips which is basically his um pre-hulk hogan um terry bolea in awa persona where he's just this massive shithead and <laughs> he fights um he fights rocky in a charity fight wherein you see this massive difference between um you know mr uh, hulk hogan who is a legit six foot four and um sylvester Stallone who wishes he was like six foot uh, and it's great i mean it's an exhibition obviously like um he gets tossed around by thunder lips and hulk hogan's just healing it up acting like a complete asshole and um eventually stallone starts to like just lay into him and everything and leads into this big old melee and, and it's a draw and it's just a lot of fun and for me growing up at the time period when i first saw this movie um which wouldn't have been in 82 because i would have been like one but watching it later um a few like when i was maybe five or six or seven and having seen it so many times i was a huge wrestling fan back then and hulk hogan was like the biggest thing ever like every kid was a hulk hogan fan um there might have been other wrestlers that you liked just as much but everybody loved hulk hogan and um you know seeing him in this movie was just fucking great and then on top of that then you get you know mr t coming out there and just acting like the most despicable asshole ever and he basically like threatens to um steal um you know um adrian from rocky and that's putting it mildly because he says some pretty problematic shit in that in that scene and then he basically um berates burgess meredith until poor um Nikki has a fucking heart attack <laughs> it's this scene is nuts like if you think about it this is also the scene where they this is when they unveil the infamous rocky statue that um you know used to be in philadelphia on top of uh, like it is in the movie it's still in philadelphia but they just had to move the statue um and then of course this is where like after th this incident um mickey he he drops his bombshell on on rocky that every single guy that he's defended the title against have been it's been a setup he's chosen specifically guys that weren't on his level so that he can continue to win because he's so beat to shit that he wouldn't be able to actually beat somebody in um 
that was an actual contender. And Stallone is so enraged by this that he decides to take on Mr. T, and he promptly gets a living shit kicked out of him. Like, it's not even close. Mr. T just pummels this fucker um, to the ground. And um, right before this, if I remember correctly, Mickey had a heart attack or he passes away. I think he had a heart attack right before, and then, yes, he has a heart attack right before this happens, and then after the fight, you know, a beaten down Rocky lies to Mickey and says that he won, even though he didn't, on his deathbed, and um, Mickey passes away. And this is a scene that's really, really affecting. Like, this is a movie where um, the, I, I mean, the series, not just this movie, but whenever a character passes, like, it's, it's like you get to know these characters. So in a way, it really has this impact when they pass. Um, so after this, you know, um, Stallone is kind of, He's beaten down. He he doesn't know what to do, and Clubber Lang won't keep won't stop talking shit about how he beat the fuck out of him. So, Carl um, Apollo Creed comes and he convinces Rocky to train with him, and he builds Rocky back up by training him the way that Apollo was trained to fight. And in doing so, he's able to face Mr. T and vanquish his foe and kick his fucking ass. And this movie ends on a joyous note of um, Rocky triumphant and. Right, actually, the very last scene that we get is Rocky and Apollo having that third rematch, um, and right as they're about to come to blows, um, you know, credits roll, and it's never really stated as to who actually won. Although in a later movie, I think Rocky actually mentions that it was Apollo, but um, it's kind of left to the imagination. Um, and that's kind of the beginning. This movie also is the beginning of this bromance between um, Apollo and 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 Rocky, and then. Uh, a couple years later, in 1985, we get Rocky IV, which, for a lot of my friends, this is their favorite Rocky movie, but Rocky IV is basically, um, <laughs> it's basically a really long montage. <laughs> like, so much of this movie is made up of montages that it is insane. Um, oh, I forgot to mention Rocky III also, um, like, one of the things about Rocky, it has that, that iconic, like, getting stronger score in Rocky III introduced um eye of the tiger as like the secondary score for this movie um rocky four has um living in america by um by james brown um and this movie starts off with um a retired um apollo wanting to have one more charity fight with this new international fighter ivan drago from russia and unfortunately through his own hubris carl weathers um, Apollo Creed is fucking killed in the ring because Dolph Lundgren just beats him to death. There's no other way around it. Um, so then this sets up a movie wherein Sylvester Stallone goes to Russia to train in order to fight um, to fight Drago for, and avenge the death of his friend. In this movie, we also have a robot and Polly falls in love with it, which is just fucking weird. Once again, this this movie is just like consummate 80s um to the point that where <laughs> where we finally have this fight between um everything's leading up to this fight between drago and and still and, and and rocky and rocky basically gets pummeled to shit and um won't go down he just won't go down refuses to go down um because rocky is stubborn like that and to the point where Drago's like, he is not a man, he is steel. <laughs> and Drago's played by Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren's great in this. This is my introduction to Dolph Lundgren, who is really one of the most interesting people, like, ever. Um, this is a guy who is known for playing these meathead roles, but he's got, like, um, 
master's degree in chemistry and he was like an olympic level archer like fascinating man and yes he talks english funny but it is like the eighth language that he that he speaks so give Dolph Lundgren some love you know um in the end of course rocky ends up beating um drago and um at least in the rocky universe gives a speech that ends the cold war question mark <laughs> um this movie is insane uh, i i said i grew up with this movie it was something that was always on and something that was so ridiculous that you couldn't help but love it um we ended up getting like an extended um absence there for a, a fifth rocky movie and we didn't get one until 1990 with rocky 5 and rocky 5 is um as i mentioned it's this interesting failure of a movie um like i think some of the ideas that they wanted to go with are interesting but they um they fall short so like in rocky 4 when he's at the at the height of his fame um rocky's like a millionaire um in rocky 5 it's kind of like the downfall of rocky and he is now living back in his old neighborhood in philadelphia um all of his millions have been squandered by Polly and um bad dis business decisions and he he's retired from fighting like the injuries that he received from drago caused him to have to give up the world heavyweight uh, championship and he just he can't go on and it's him trying to piece his life back together after the only thing that he's ever known boxing has been taken away from him and that sounds like a great setup for a movie unfortunately it just this movie just falls short and i think part of it is three and four had gone to such crazy cartoony lengths that to course correct and get back to what those first two movies was was extremely jarring for people and um there's just there's something missing in this and i i don't know exactly what it is um i mean this movie ends up revolving around rocky taking on a protege um tommy gunn played by real life boxer tommy morrison and then like at the expense of his own son so there's that weird sort of um like i don't know i don't feel rocky would have done that to the expense of his own family since talia and his kids are so important to him in the earlier movies um and then we also have burgess meredith come back in this movie even though he fucking died in like the fourth one <laughs> i mean i'm sorry the third one he um he comes back basically as a um as a force ghost <laughs> like there's really no other way of putting it um this all leads i mean this whole thing is basically just a, a lead up to a climactic scene where um it's a fight in the street between tommy and rocky and rocky beats tommy and you know egged on by by force ghost um mickey <laughs> this is the thing i think um i, I kind of know what they were going for but it just comes off as extremely silly in this movie and um eventually he ends up taking punching tommy um tommy's like um don king style um manager and knocking him out and saying something like oh sue me because he doesn't have any money and for the longest time this was the end of the rocky series i i don't think anyone really ever expected to get a sixth rocky movie and you know i was like okay well i guess it's over it's kind of a letdown but 16 years later in 2006 we got rocky balboa a movie that um I failed to mention, Sylvester Stone's directed a lot of these. Um, he came back to direct this one. He's written all of them. Um, and this movie is basically, a, in a way, almost a remake of Rocky V. Um, but it's done better. And, and I think part of it is that 
we have that um that change in time like you know that 30 year gap from like you know when rocky was on top to now being just some guy whose wife has passed away and who spends time from time to time with his brother-in-law and in a way is almost just kind of waiting to die you know and um he has a restaurant he's just kind of really just going through the motions and in this you know we have rocky um come out of retirement um because of an espn video game fight as ridiculous as that sign as that sounds they um on espn there there is a matchup between the current champion um mason dixon played by antonio tarver and rocky balboa and rocky balboa in the video game wins so this spurs um mason to want to literally fight rocky balboa who is super fucking retired and old as shit at this point um rocky intrigued by this is able to somehow um convince the boxing association that he isn't a liability in the ring and that he can fight um and parallel to this we have a couple of interesting things um we have rocky reconnecting with his son um rocky or robert (laughs) as he wants to be known played by milo ventimiglia and also um rocky starting up a relationship with marie um a little um a grown-up now who we first saw in the first rocky movie as a little girl that sylvester imparts some words of wisdom about you know looking after herself and and not doing dumb things as she calls him a sleazeball um so we kind of see rocky starting starting to find a reason to move on and this movie in a way it's almost like a direct sequel to that first movie like you can you don't have to even have seen two through four and in a way it almost works better if you haven't seen three and four in particular i'm sorry i'm um, three through five but um it, it just it does the same thing that halloween did it doesn't necessarily negate those movies like halloween to, uh, 2018 did but it picks up those threads from that first movie and just ends up making in a way almost this like remake of it but it's it's beautifully well done this movie is it's just great it's it's a lot of fun um to see stallone and all these people come back and um, be able to play these characters one more time it's um it's a delight to see this and on top of that we get like one of rocky's most iconic speeches about um you know when life you know knocks you down you have to just keep back up and very much a, a very much a rocky a rockyism considering that he never gives up and something that was um very funnily parodied in um by a pro wrestler uh, cody rhodes <laughs> in this um web series called being the elite where he basically um talks to his protege and just uses his speech verbatim while the other guys like what the fuck is this <laughs> but this movie's great it's it's definitely it's one of my favorites and i think it really captures that feel especially of that first movie of um this guy who is just wanting to show that he can hang um because rocky doesn't win in this movie he um he loses but he's able to hang for the fight much like he did in that first movie and earn the respect of everyone around him and really that should have probably been the end of rocky you know it would have been a great way to end this series on than on something like um uh, like Rocky Five, that that well, I said you know it's not terrible, but it's flawed and it just kind of didn't stick the landing. But 
nine years later in 2015 we got ryan coogler's creed which i've talked about before now and and i honestly believe that this is a movie that shouldn't have worked like the idea on its face is kind of ludicrous but coogler through his um he wrote the, he wrote the screenplay and he directed this and michael b jordan in particular is so fucking good in this that he is able to just sell us on on adonis on apollo's illegitimate son and that rage that he feels about his lot in life um so esther sloan comes back and once again is just great in this movie tessa thompson is wonderful like all the main actors in this movie are just so good even um um pretty ricky conlon played by tony bello who's the guy that is um that's fighting uh, you know you know adonis even he is, is great in this as like this um smarmy british fighter who <laughs> has a troubled past and he's basically doing this final fight to have money for his family and, and that's the one thing about these about these movies i think is that um aside from uh, from clubber lang most of the the other boxers that rocky and in this case adonis have to fight they're shown as um they're not just like these one-dimensional like yeah villains you know except for clever lang once again but um they have some depth to them and they have like some like idea of why they're doing what they're doing and that's just really great to see in a movie and like i said creed i i love this movie this movie affected me so much when i watched it like um when this when i first saw that movie my um the, the scenes with um with Stallone dealing with cancer and having um, having to go through um, chemo and, and all that, that really affected me in a way that I didn't expect. Um, and I think more than anything, that was because um, my aunt had, she had had two bouts of cancer um, and it reminded me a lot of the struggle that she went through when she was going through treatment. And you know, unfortunately she, um, she passed away a few years before this movie came out. Like actually 2015 like the year before this movie came out and it just it really ended up really affecting me in a way that I didn't expect it to and this movie I think is just beautiful and, and I think it's a movie that um allowed me to um be able to grieve a little and to be able to process some of those feelings I had about my aunt's passing um but f with even without all that even without that personal baggage of mine um Creed is great Creed is definitely one of the best and um uh, i really enjoy creed and of course then you know we have after that in 2018 we got creed 2 which sounded even more ridiculous and this was a, a movie from the get-go where um still had said oh yeah like i'm gonna help write the screenplay and in this you know adonis is gonna fight ivan drago's son and i was like wait what you're gonna have adonis fight ivan drago's son is like revenge for for Drago killing his dad or something. This movie sounded ludicrous. And in a way, it's, I, I think part me thinking that this is going to be really fucking dumb allowed me to enjoy it more because I had low expectations for this. Like, this isn't anywhere near as good as Creed, but it's a very solid movie. And it did something in that it still was able to capture that feel of Rocky, especially of the sequels. Like, this is really, to me, it really felt like a... Um, in a way like you're blending elements of two three and four into one movie where we have um adonis now um continuing to fight and continuing to um better his family his his wife um played by tess thompson once again is pregnant and they're um she's about ready to have a have a son and 
through his own hubris, he ends up fighting Victor Drago in this movie. And Victor is played by uh, Florian Mantano, who is a mountain of a man. Um, and we also get Dolph Lundgren back, and we get to see some of the um, fallout of of Ivan losing, of Ivan Drago losing that fight to Rocky and how that affected his life. Um, and in a way, it's like this inverse where in Rocky IV, Ivan Drago is shown as having all of the um, state-of-the-art equipment and Rocky has to um, basically climb up mountains and um, carry around logs, uh, giant logs and, and things like that and do this very, um, you know, uh, what's the word i'm looking for uh old school sort of um training we get that in reverse now because the dragos are and are living in russia and they don't have any money so their training is basically hauling cars and um just running around and and manual labor basically whereas adonis is the one that has all the -the state-of-the-art equipment and like i said through his hubris he takes on this um this match with um with Victor Drago and gets knocked the fuck out to the point where um, he is in the hospital and it's brutal, like, and just kind of showing Adonis, like, in the hospital and intubated and everything. And at the time that this movie came out, my um, my wife had just passed uh, a few weeks before when I saw it and I just needed a, a break and I went to the movies and when that scene hit, it hit me because um, I had just seen that with my wife, seeing her in the hospital, not being able to move and not being able to do anything. And, and once again, in a weird way, like these movies ended up resonating with me because of my own life experiences. Um, you know, but of course, in true Rocky fashion, Adonis is able to um, persevere and he um, is able to come back and beat Victor. And in doing so, he is able to kind of recon- is able to reconcile um, maybe not necessarily be okay with, but he's able to reconcile with his dad's choices about um, why in a fight, Ivan, and, and the consequences of, of that decision. And this movie, it's like, shit, man, I never, I never would have thought it would have been as watchable as it ends up being, and that it would have that impact on me, specifically because of the... Um, my life experiences at that moment and to think that both creed movies like would hit me in that way it's um it's really really interesting but i think that kind of going back to like i I feel um you know a lot of this these movies are 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 that it's about um it's about life in a way where you're just kind of following this guy who was just a small time hood who got his chance and he took advantage of it you know and um like i mentioned earlier like any Every death in these movies is impactful when um, <clears throat> when Mickey passes, when um, Apollo is killed in the ring, um, knowing that Talia Shire died, or her character, not <laughs> Talia Shire is fine, but that, you know, Adrian died somewhere off screen, and, um, you know, that Rocky's now there visiting her grave, and uh, something that I kind of stuck with me after my wife passed, where I would try to go visit at least once a week, you know, until the pandemic hit and wasn't able to, but... Um, kind of keeping maintaining that um that relationship with someone who's who's passed on and even um seeing Stallone get sick and or his character Rocky get sick and like that that's like in my head these these characters are these these people they these characters are these people you know um 
I think that's the power of what these movies are. And even even like Polly, like him passing away, his character passing, you know, Polly passing away between um, in the time between um, Rocky Balboa and Creed, uh, and how that impacts and, and how that kind of sends Stallone back down into this spiral where he doesn't even want to like know anything about anything. And um, Adonis kind of helps to bring bring him out of that. And and um, I mean, I think the future looks bright if they ever you know, end up making a Rocky, uh, a Creed 3, which they have talked about, um, about that happening. Apparently, this is going to be, um, at least Stallone, what he, he wanted Deontay Wilder to, to play Clubber Lang's son. Um, I have no idea if that's actually going to happen or not. I know Michael B. Jordan has agreed to a third movie, but, um, I mean, that's a ways off. Um, but I mean, if they ever do get around to doing that, I'd, I'd really be, um, interested in seeing that. So, um, yeah, Rocky, this, uh, this little movie about small time hood becomes a boxer ended up spawning this franchise that, um, in a way is deeper, um, than I think a lot of people end up realizing, you know, and it takes on these themes in a way that is very interesting and that parallels Stallone's career in a weird way as well. Um, the highs and lows of it. And these movies are great. They're, um, one of the one of the best franchises of of all time and it's iconic for a reason um that's it for today i think next time we're going to be continuing with the 2000s thank you for listening